Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Anthony with Game Gravy. This is the Game Gravy Rewind Podcast, episode 20. Tonight, I got with me from Game Gravy, Mike Johnston. Hey, what's up? Jeffrey Wilkes. How's it going? And we have a guest with us that we will be interviewing. He has done soundtrack work for RC Maniacs and soon to be uh, Arcane Pixel, I believe his name is. Um, the studio name. Uh, his name's Matt Des- Desind. Did I get that right? You did, Matt Desin. That's my name. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Good job, man. <laughs> okay, so um, let's start off. Uh, give give us a little background about yourself and how you got into uh, working on video game soundtracks. Well, I'm 26 years old, and one day on Twitter, I saw that Arcane Pixel had posted something that he was going to become a Wii U developer, and I just decided if I ask him a question and he tells me no, that I'm going to be in the exact same place that I'm already in. So I decided to go ahead and just ask him, hey, could I make the music for your upcoming game? And he was very nice about it. He just said, you know what, why don't you send me some sample work? I, I want to do everything myself, but go ahead and send me some samples. And I sent him some samples. Lucky enough, he liked it. And because he liked it, he said that I could go ahead and do a uh, soundtrack for his game. So it was literally just because I was on Twitter at the exact right time. And I saw that he was making a game and I asked him a question. That, that's all it was. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it was at the right time. And because know? of that, um, and because he was kind of, you know, he, he was talking with uh, with Mike from RC Maddox. He, he, I started talking to him too. Um, we we ended up uh, me doing the 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 sound the song for his game Toss and Go, and that just kind of happenstance into it. Uh, a couple other people I've been talking to. Nothing's concrete yet, but uh, there's a couple. Hopefully, I'll be able to get some other work done as well. Um, but yeah, it's just, it all started with a question. I mean, I've been making music forever. I do, you know, I play guitar and, and stuff like that. But then I kind of got into the chiptune and the retro sound and just kind of making my own sound uh, music in there. And it just, one day I decided to ask ask him. So um, video game wise, uh, who, who's your inspirations? They go from all over the board when it comes to making the music that I'm making for like uh, Tiny Galaxy. It definitely harkens a lot of, you know, Mario and Legend of Zelda and Mega Man and a ton of Castlevania. Castlevania <laughs> music is super good. I mean, I, I just I, I love Castlevania. I'm a huge fan, too. Yeah. I yeah. just got Castlevania Adventures for the Game Boy, and I plugged it in, started playing it, and I'm like, once again, just amazing music. I mean, it's just, it's, there's so, um, de- there's so much depth to it. And that's the one thing that I'm really trying hard to bring with my music, because when you're looking at a video game level, you're going to play that same level anywhere between five, you know, at the minimum to maybe 20 minutes at a very longest when you play a video game level. And I want to do my best to make sure the song doesn't get repetitive, but it stays memorable. And that can be difficult because if you're, if you're falling back on a backbeat, you're always going to kind of hear that same simple backbeat in the background and it can get very dry or very repetitive. So you have to use some sort of repetition but you have to also do things to make sure that the song's moving forward, you know, and 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 Mega Man and, you know, uh, Castlevania, those songs, I mean, eventually they, they do loop, but it's almost impossible to tell where they loop because they're just so engrossing. Or that kind of music just is, is the kind of stuff that I hope that I can I can, you know, kind of not necessarily sound like because I want to make sure I have my own sound to it. But there are definitely songs I listen to. I'm like, I want to try to incorporate that in my music. You um, had sent me a link through Twitter, and I listened to a few of the tracks, and I definitely got a Castlevania vibe in it. It and it, but it has its own sound, and it was very good, and I, I enjoyed it. It's 
going to be fitting for the uh, Tiny Galaxy game, and I can't wait to play the full version with the music in there and everything. Um, if able, I'd love to send you a couple, or even if you take the songs that I sent you, and you can throw them into this podcast and either put it on as the background or even a, a beginning and an ending, whatever you want to do. If you want to play yeah. two or three of them, go right ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll we'll put, well, put all awesome. the ones on there. Yeah, for sure. Let me see which ones we haven't debuted yet, and let me uh, pick one or two of them that you can actually debut on the podcast. That'd be awesome. That would be sweet. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. So you did no. say you had um, a couple of projects that may be coming up soon. Um, is there anything you can kind of hint at, or is, is everything well, kind of still under in the in the bag? The one that it looks like it's definitely moving forward to is just somebody on Twitter called Unit DTH. He's making a very interesting, and I don't know how much I can say about it, but I, I don't think it'd do any damage if I just said a very interesting puzzle platforming-esque game. Um, I, I think everything is a puzzle platforming game, so that's pretty wide, right? Like, I don't think <laughs> we'll get yeah. Yeah, control. Yeah. But that one's going to be really interesting, and I'm not going to spoil it, but does, it does have a really unique art style, and based on the art style, I'm trying to make some really unique music for it. Um, that one I'll do a couple of songs for. And then uh, the other one that's not concrete, I'm just doing some free music for just to help him out and stuff. And but that that's about it. So just those those two couple of games that I'm doing besides the Tiny Galaxy, which is a full soundtrack. It's going to be a ten song soundtrack. And uh, one thing that uh, and then the toss and go, I did the one song for obviously. Mm -hmm. But the soundtrack for uh, for Tiny Galaxy will be available to sell once the game comes out. That's awesome. Or available that's to buy, I guess I should say. Where are you going to sell that through, like, um, not Bandcamp, because I think that's free, but... Um... Like iTunes? iTunes and Google Play are my two things that I'm working on right now, so that I, I'll be able to, when he launches the game, it'll hopefully launch day and date. But, and I'm going to, I guess I can go ahead and announce this here, when the game comes out, I want to do a small print run uh, with between probably 20 to 50 physical copies. Um, that'll cost a little bit more than buying it digitally, but I'm going to have a very nice soundbook, pamphlet, uh, the CD, I'll have it signed. Um, I'm going to make it just very, very special, and uh, I'll, I'll, I wanna, I'm going to sell that, but it's going to be a very, very low quantity just because, one, I don't, know, I don't know if the demand will even be there, and two, it's just you know, kind of a thank you. I'll be doing some giveaways with it, and then I'll also be selling it as a special edition soundtrack. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, since all of us here have musical backgrounds in fact we were all playing in a band together um let, let's talk about music outside of video game world what kind of uh, what's what's your inspiration outside i was gonna ask that too <laughs> so i've been playing guitar now for about 11 years give or take um and I, I i ran the you know the spectrum from when i first started playing guitar and i was in junior high and i loved acdc and then i grew up and realized acdc is not all that cool they're okay. <laughs> I, gra I graduated, let's put it that way. Uh, same thing with Nirvana. I fell in love with Nirvana. Then I was like, okay, I'm not that depressed. Um, and then I fell in love with a lot of like alternative bands. I, I fell in love with, uh, I mean, it, it, it's hard to, to even name, or I don't know, it's hard to name some of the ones that really give me the most influ influence when I listen to their music. I mean, Mumford & Sons, I love. But I like to take a lot of music and turn it into more of a folk sound. I struggled with a long time to kind of say, like, what, what kind of music do I play? I don't really play rock and roll. I don't play country. I don't even play folk music, but I play kind of like alternative folk. And that's kind of what I've always kind of landed into. Um, my all-time favorite musician is actually Prince. And I just think that his songwriting 
and the fact that he's such a master at all the instruments he actually you know he knows how to play everything and he knows how to make a song from start to finish and he knows the mechanics behind it that's the kind of stuff that i'm really into well that's cool you know it's actually funny you said that you really like mumford and sons because uh Anthony actually does not like them at all because he's like, what are you making me listen to? One, one time, like, I was letting him, like, dude, seriously listen to this band. They're really great. And he's just like, dude, I can't listen to that. There's, like, banjo and twang. And I'm like, oh, dude, it's really good. So you got to uh, listen that's to actually, the whole album. I mean, it, the it's whole album, absolutely. Start to finish. Start to finish, man. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm a city boy. I can't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I you better not be there. craving some yellow card. Don't don't say yellow card. Hey, they cut well, me off, man. Uh, yeah, that, I'll, that, I'll, I'll never forgive them. Yeah, me and Anthony were going to Warp Tour, and we were trying to hurry up and get in the spot. And then all of a sudden, this van's like, hey, guys, we need to get in front of you. And I was like, what? And it was yellow card. They hurry up and cut in front of us. And I was like, seriously? <laughs> And we didn't really know much about them at then. We we're just like, you gotta be joking. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I don't think many people know much about them now. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had like one okay album. Yeah. But oh yeah. man. Good times. <laughs> <Got that>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I play guitar. I, I you know write songs. I think you know everyone says that, but whatever. That's what I do as well. And. I like to, I like to, I'm, I'm really working hard this year to try and release like a, like a small three song type EP. That's kind of a dream. Um, and my other, the other, one of my other aspirations of this year when it comes to music is actually to do a small tour um, with me just playing guitar. I, I know a couple, like I live in, I live in Idaho and I know I can get a couple of gigs in Boise. And then my mom recently moved to Portland. So I'm hoping if I can crash with her, I can do maybe three different places up in Portland as well and just kind of make a small little tour for myself. Just just something I've always wanted to do. So that's kind of a, an idea. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I always well, I miss playing out. That's the one thing I miss. Yeah, I, for being yeah. That is, that's actually the reason why I ended up getting that uh, that Rocksmith game, to be honest, is like on, on PS4 because I was just. I couldn't I wasn't playing my guitar enough because it was in storage and I was like, I can't I can't let a talent go to waste that I've done for 15, 16 years. <laughs> yeah. That's so. probably longer than that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> Maybe I'm being modest. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I know I've been playing since middle school, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what, I'm I'm 31 now, and I started playing when I was, like, 13, so, yeah. Yeah, I started when I was about 11, 12. Yep, yeah. About the same yeah, age. so, I, I mean, that, the, th- the thrill of being on stage and just performing for people, that's that, that's the one thing I miss about being in a band. We're, we're entertainers, man. We got that in yep. our blood, so. <laughs> it, it's unfortunate, but it, it's awesome. It was, it's one of the coolest rushes being on stage, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, there's, there's nothing else like it, and anyone that, that doesn't understand it, it's only because they've never done it. Exactly. exactly. Like, and, 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 you know, I've, I've, like I said, I've been, in, well, we've been in a band together uh, between Mike and nine, like we've been in multiple bands. Like Ant's been in a band by himself. I've been in bands by myself and Mike's yeah. been in by himself, but then we've been in bands together. And then there's been, like, been in two bands together. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. and it, it's just funny. Cause like so much, so much music talent has been put together and it's, it's just an experience that some people who are the musicians, they, they definitely deserve to actually experience, but a lot of them don't. So, yeah, and all it, all it takes is, I mean, you know, when I first started playing and getting gigs, I mean, the same thing that I did on Twitter, and this is how I've always tried to live my life. If I ask a question and someone tells me, no, I'm, I'm just going to be where I'm at now, so why not just go ahead and ask? And when That's it came to getting, when it came to getting gigs and stuff, all I did was just say, hey, could I maybe play on Friday night? And they're like, 
Yeah, why not? So I will you know, tell that's, you, uh, that's the good Pacific, advice to everybody. I, I lived in Seattle, and I have friends that live in Portland, and the Pacific Northwest is an awesome place for um, up-and-coming music and just to play out in general. It's really friendly to a lot of uh, independent musicians. But yeah, I wish, I wish my area was a little more like that. But hey, if I got to work to make my own steam, then I'll I'll start throwing. <laughs> well, yeah, the, man. It's the great thing about the internet. You can. Get, I was just gonna say. Yeah, you can get anything out there to to whatever people. You just got to have it get the right traction. Exactly. Yeah, which is you know I, I mean this is kind of a whole nother little uh, topic I guess, but I would just like to state like. The internet is such a crazy atmosphere when it comes to content creators. I mean, even this podcast, when you think of the amount of people that will listen to it, there's still so many other things happening around it. It is about building that traction. And the difficulty of it is having not not necessarily a niche, but having kind of a pool. You have to create your own pool yourself. And for someone that isn't uh, driven, that can be a very difficult thing because instantly they get torn down and think, oh, I must not be doing a good enough job. In reality, somebody is out there looking for something for anything, for what you're doing. It's just about finding them and getting them in. Yeah, well, and it's also about dedication, too. If you're if you're comfortable and you're, if you're satisfied with your music, it's good enough. You just have to, just like you said, it's the right time, the right place, the right people, right. the right everything. Yep. But you have to keep moving forward, and that's the most important thing, is that some people, they, and they'll, they'll say, I did it for a year straight. Well, you got to do it for two. You got to do it for three. If it's, what you, if it's your drive and what you love to do, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to do it. And don't ever do it to make money. And I think that was the biggest thing that I learned personally is mm -hmm. I just thought, like, maybe I should get maybe I should be being paid more for this or I should get paid for this. But in reality, I just love the fact that I was able to go out and do it. And then all of a sudden the money came. <laughs> exactly. When you show your passion, yes. people see it. And, and then actually, that money starts coming in from that. Yeah, that's actually why uh, Anthony and I actually left one of our old bands is because it was starting to not be about the music. And because the whole joy we had of being in in the, that one band together um, is we just love writing music. We had an awesome music chemistry, if you will. And and all of a sudden they brought in, you know, a new guitarist. Everything started going downhill. It was all about something totally different. And it, and it didn't seem like it felt more like a job. And at that point, me and him were just like, we're out of this. We can't do this. If, if it feels like we're having to go to work to play music, I don't want to do it anymore. That's yeah. that's why we ended up leaving. So, is this music gravy or gamer gravy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. I, they, it's really easy for these guys to get off topic. <laughs> hey, hey, but we're we're, we're talking hey. we're talking about music tonight. This is no, I, that's, that's still true. Minorly it's very, it, it is. It is. I mean, on on that note, do we want to get into like what what we've been playing? We can talk about that since we're. I'm I'm just gonna make one final say about about soundtracks real quick because he sure because yeah. matt didn't mention one of my favorite composers and that's david wise yeah. absolutely love david wise um he he's made the donkey kong country soundtracks and he also did tengami he's just awesome and and that really if i was going to make video game music i would kind of look to him as my inspiration there, the, the music there, and that's the one thing. We didn't talk too, too much about video game soundtracks. I mean, I brought up a couple small names, but, I mean, there is just so many good ones. And I think also recently there's been a reprise in video game music. I mean, it's easy to point out, like, Mario Galaxy probably has the, the greatest soundtrack of at least that generation by far. I mean, it's I just so... I feel like so... I'm walking around Disney World when I'm playing that game, I swear. <laughs> and it's just... It's, it's It makes you want to keep moving on, like, besides, like, the gameplay or, like, the stage design or any of that. I mean, honestly, that music, if you sit there and just start working through those levels it changes but 
it's funny because you can you, you can you can almost see a change and it's small at first and then all of a sudden it becomes so big that if you go back to that first level you remember where you came from and where you landed up but besides the point, what I was trying to say is you can look at that, but then you look at like these uh, these indie games that are coming out and the soundtracks are so good. And that's mm-hmm. I think that it's easy to say, remember back in the day, it's easy to say that. But when it comes to independent games, which are really becoming more of a second party slash third party type game, you know, the word indie really needs to start dissipating. And these are just third party games. These are just second party games. But I mean, they really are doing the one thing that is most important and just doing it right the first time. And that's what they're worried about, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to put in my two cents really quick. One of my favorite ones recently that, or that's the most memorable, is um, Darren Korb and the soundtrack for Bastion. Oh, that right. was really that was really unique and and pretty awesome. I I really like that type of music as well. It, it was also very uh, progressive, depending on what was going on as well. So. Mhm. Mhm. So that's what was unique. Have you played uh, 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 Swords and Sorcery by chance? Yes, that's a, I haven't. That that's a, that is a soundtrack that uh, evolves while you play the game, and that's something that I really like about it a lot. It was very unique, uh, definitely. Did you ever yeah. play um, Gianna Sisters? Uh, you know, I played the demo. Did a demo come out for it? I think. I'm not sure. Oh, a while oh. ago they did. Yeah, before yeah, they I released think, it. I think I played the demo and I liked it. I I did like how it went from da 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 and then da 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 da. Yeah, like it, depending on which sister you played as, it would go from like a happy, like um, piano kind of music, and then into like a punk rock kind of thing. And if you, when you switched over, but it, 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 but it was the same track, which is cool. It just and it progressively changed in just like the background. So I was yeah. like, that, that's actually a pretty unique idea. I think that's kind of what Mario Maker is going for too. When you change the aesthetic of it, it changes the music, uh, the style, because each one of those has a different, you know, style for their generation. Which will be cool to hear some of those uh, those tracks just kind of change like yeah. that. Kondo is amazing. That guy makes some amazing music. Oh yeah. There's there's no doubt about it. There there's so many memorable tracks in Mario and Zelda. Does he do All any right, other so. Nintendo franchises, or is is that basically what he sticks to? I think he sticks to those, but like most of the people at Nintendo, I'm pretty sure he he, he has like a music supervisor credit credit on almost every other game. <laughs> he, he probably dabbles in it like uh, Miyamoto. Yeah. I think they basically use Miyamoto to just basically give the, the thumbs up on all, all their titles before they release them. At this point, he probably kind of walks in there with sunglasses, looks around and says, okay, and then walks out. <laughs> it's like just like the rock star of the group. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. He actually seems like somebody that would just be like walk in, like walk past something, see like a little project someone's working on and be like, move out of the way. Let me play that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I bet you that's like Splatoon. Like someone was probably walking by seeing these guys messing around with Splatoon. Like, what the is that? <laughs> right. Oh, true. I can't wait for that game. But yeah, so let's yeah. go ahead and anyway. uh, st- start talking about what we've been playing. <laughs> Who wants to start? I, I might as well start since we were talking about music at first. Um, since uh, I, I actually ended up recently picking up Rocksmith uh, 2014 for the PlayStation 4. Um, I, I originally had the one for the Xbox 360 when it first first released. It's just Rocksmith. And um, my biggest complaint was uh, there was an audio lag, a latency issue. So, it, and, and I'm, I'm one of those ones I, I use HDMI for video. I mean, who doesn't, right? So um, they, they, they required you to use analog like 
connections. They like the old Rocksmith wanted you to use the red, white, and yellow or component because for some reason, if you use HDMI, there's going to be like one to two second lag on your playing. And to be quite honest, it makes sense without the data traveling through the the cable. Yeah, but it's just that right there. Obviously, as a musician, and timing is everything. So that, that was my that was my biggest gripe about the game, and I kind of just stopped playing. I was like, eh. And so, but then I read up on this one. It was it went on sale. I ended up picking it up, and um, I've actually been having a blast with it. Been able to pick up my guitar again, and having a lot of good time. Um, it they they totally upgraded the latency issue since PS4 and Xbox One, everything. They're all just HDMI anyway. So there is little to no lag. The only way you might get a lag is if you don't have an external like receiver like say if you have a surround receiver and everything else usually you're fine um but if you plug it directly into your tv chances are there might be just a minor lag but they prefer you to use like headphones like out of your controller or use optical cable out to an external source which either or either option's fine i guess every experience depends and it really depends on the type of tv you have because if your tv is not like one of the newer tvs that have the game modes or the 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 you know the high i guess the what do you want to say the high picture mode types the the lag might still be there so it just really depends on how new your equipment is uh with playing the game but anyway the gameplay is a lot better more fluid it's pretty much the same old coat of paint but there's just there's so many improvements they've added and i'm i commend them for that and i, I actually have good songs <laughs> yes absolutely. well yeah i've been working on uh joe satriani's satch boogie um, and nice. believe it or not, uh, Pantera's Cowboys from Hell. So <laughs> All right. cool. I have to, you know, get some heavy in there. Um, but th- it's it's cool because on day one of release, when it released, there's like 400, like over 450 songs already available for DLC to download. I was like, yeah. really? That's awesome. So there was, there's like Weezer packs. There's a bunch of different packs of music that is awesome. And I'd like to get I'm very upset though because there's no dream theater packs but i understand why because <laughs> the bass guitar you need at least a five or a six string and i get it so i understand but still i want to play the guitar parts <laughs> i think it's it's more the fact that if you were to download one of them it might take you the rest of your life to finish the pack <laughs> <laughs> those songs are so long yeah they are and it's <laughs> but i mean petrucci the guitarist he's, he's like one of my all-time favorites i mean i have his his actual guitar so it's just oh good yeah I'm, I'm a i'm a big fan of petrucci and i love playing his music i've loved his style it's just it's kind of re- what i revolved around so but either way I, I think it's a great tool for all anyone wanting to learn the guitar i highly recommend picking this up because i can guarantee you if you stick with it and you're not one to be a quitter you will actually learn how to play guitar it walks you through everything and and if you're having trouble on on string skipping or fretboard memorization or anything, it has games like little cool, quirky little arcade games that just help you with that. And like there's one game that I just I totally wrecked and went through the whole thing because I, I know my chords pretty well. It's called uh, Return to the House of Chord Dead. So it's like you you have this guitar and you're going around in like a first person mode type thing. And it's just it's on like That's on rails. Crazy. Yeah, it's like House of the Dead, <laughs> but it's on rails. And it's like you're supposed to save this girl that got captured. And every time a zombie pops up or something, it has a different chord on there. So like F5, you got to play that or C, you know, like, so you play it and that's how you can kill the zombies. And then you get bosses where you have to do different ones at different times and they'll spawn. All, it's really cool. And it, and it definitely helps you learn the chords without having to think twice. So I, I and, definitely and the think rocks, 
the, Go ahead. the Rocksmith songs are actually like real notes. It's not like Guitar Hero, right? Like, oh, no. It's, they're, you're you actually legitimately playing all the notes in the song. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is if, if you're a beginner, you can start it off at the easy setting, and it, it, it can actually it has a smart system. Like me, I, I don't I don't want to go from playing a couple of notes here and there to adding more. So I actually automatically put it to 100% difficulty because I want to learn all the notes because that's just that's just what I do. And if I have to slow down the song to to get a solo down right, I'll slow down the song so I can perfect it. But um, what's awesome is it has a learning nature. So if you're playing it and you know you're a beginner and it, it works with you and it, and you can actually categorize the songs from difficulty too so from easiest to hardest so it, you know you can learn the easier ones first of course and you could choose a different path too if you want to do bass or if you want to do rhythm or if you're you know sketchy you want to do lead so you and and every one of them you choose has different it's a different experience no matter which one you choose which is awesome so you get to see both like all three sides of of the main string playing and on stage and it's really fun and i like how it learns how you play so you're playing and it'll actually start increasing the difficulty in the song if you're doing really well and it does that on purpose to try to keep your your attention and to make sure you can pick it up and learn all the notes you know within a timely manner without jeopardizing your your frustration it's really cool it's pretty yeah, awesome. it sounds like they improved yeah. it a lot because i remember playing the um the ps3 version and I also had the latency issues, and yeah, I, and and I thought the sound the um which call it the soundtrack that came with it was okay, but it sounds like they have some better selections right off the bat. Um, yeah. it, do they have bundles that you can get on the store like they did on um Rock Band, or is it all kind of like one offs? No, no, no. You can buy whole bundles. Like right now, actually, I think till I think it's till the end of January. Right now, you can get like twelve. Um, Jimi Hendrix songs for free. You can just That's download the whole cool. pack for free instead That's of having awesome. to buy them, which is really cool. I might have to pick this up. Yeah, nice. it's definitely fun. And um, like, is it online? Oh, dude, that's that's actually a big gripe. You can play co-op. Like, for example, like, Aunt, say if you came over and you want to play bass. All right, cool. Well, you, you could be on the bass track and I'll be on the lead track or whatever, and we just plug it in. But we can only do local. I gotcha. wish you could do online because that would be kind of cool. But I, I know it would take a lot more probably programming to do that right. You know, because like all the different bands. You'd have to have a so, very, very strong connection for sure. Low ping. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. It's, just like we said, music's all about timing. So it's just, you know, but it's it's definitely great. And just like I said, though, the soundtrack is fantastic. And all the songs online, you can get stuff from like, I mean, from hardcore songs, from like Mastodon to Day to Remember, all the way up to super light songs like Weezer or the killers or whatever you want like they have so many different ranges of music like i think today lincoln park a soundtrack pack or whatever came out if you're interested in buying that so it's like they have so many different options that are always constantly like available and they keep adding more all the time which is really cool because they because i guess the ubisoft they actually take requests so if you actually have certain songs that you're interested in learning if they get so many requests from what i understand is they'll actually go through the process mode and they'll actually end up creating it for the fans as that's long awesome. as there's that much of a demand for it which i i think that's awesome yeah that's really cool that they they care yeah do they have a um do they have a singing mode or is it no just they guitar? do not it's just guitar but i still catch myself singing stuff if i'm playing like tom sawyer on rush or something <laughs> or anything i just I used to somehow... love jamming on rock band and setting up a mic on a mic stand and playing guitar oh yeah and singing. That, that was always the best too yeah absolutely but now like it would be a little bit i mean a little bit more difficult because it's not little five buttons you're pressing it's like your whole entire fretboard like literally from open all the way up to 
20 something fret depending on what song it is so i've always wondered now can you plug in any electric guitar or is it a specialized guitar no it's any electric guitar like i'm actually using that john petrucci guitar that i use because i like the action of course and everything else that it has about it but you can use literally any guitar you want if, if it's a you guitar have- you're comfortable with you're good so you don't have to buy like a bundle pack that includes because I've seen a bundle pack when you buy the game with the guitar, but you can just they just sell it as a disc then, right? Yeah, you can. Well, you can. Well, if you don't already have one of the previous rock bands, which anybody that already has rock band like like you, Anthony, that already has rock PlayStation Smith. Three, rock Smith, rock Smith, sorry, rock <laughs> band, rock Smith, whatever. Um, if you already have it though, the cable you already own works for the new versions as well, so you don't have to buy one. But they actually have a bundle pack. I think it's like seventy five dollars or something, and it comes with the guitar cable you need that plugs into the USB port into the front of your system and you plug the just the you know quarter inch jack right into your guitar and that's it you're you're ready to rock and then it um you you have to tune your guitar and some songs are you know drop E flat and all these other different things so it actually has you tune all your stuff down and make sure you're all in tune before you play the songs too which is really cool like I was playing uh Deftones uh you know shove it <laughs> you know and like I had it tuned nice. all the way down to to you know, E flat and then drop D on that, you know, so it was, it was really cool just to, to have that heavy hardcore grunge and still be able to do it without having to sacrifice, I guess. I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. It's definitely, definitely a good game for, they actually did a big, huge improvement on it. Now you're a musician and you enjoyed it. Do you think, um, do you think just a normal person that's maybe not a musician or someone that's trying to just dabble into it would enjoy it? I think so. Um, it depends on where you're, what direction you're wanting to go. Like if you just want to daddle just to like learn a guitar just for fun here and there, I guess. But at the same time, it might be a very expensive investment because you're going to have to have a guitar and then you're going to have to get the game. So it's one of those things you might just want to decide, like, is it really for me? But if you're already trying to like, that's your goal is to learn guitar, even if it's just rhythm guitar, or even if it's just bass, it doesn't matter. Like it's perfect. It's a perfect learning tool. For anybody that's starting out, or even veterans who've been playing for multiple years, it doesn't matter because there's always something there to challenge you. And it does not matter what your skill is, you'll be challenged somewhere. I've been playing this week has mostly been my 3ds i was out in the wild um away from all civilization which is very upsetting um roughing it yeah roughing it i got some kind of like oak rash or something like that it was ridiculous so i I tell you i belong in the city but um i told you which trees to stay away from bro they're using the white (laughs) how to wipe my rear end but um anyways yeah so while I was out there, I had a chance to sit down with my 3DS, and I put a, logged in about 12 hours into Fantasy Life. And now I know we've talked about Fantasy Life on the podcast before when we had um, Holly Guest from, whatchamacallit, uh, Infendo. And uh, I'm going to sound like a little bit like a broken record here, but um, yeah, so I'm, I'm still in the first area, and 
it's a huge game. There is just so much stuff to do in this game. It's ridiculous. Uh, now, it, it is the game that I've actually been wanting Nintendo to make. I mean, Level 5 made it, Nintendo published it. But ever since uh, I've been playing Animal Crossing, I've, I'm a huge fan of Animal Crossing. I've always wanted them to expand the series to add elements of adventure to it, um, where you can like kind of, you know, give, give purpose to the world you're in besides just decorating. And it, it kind of like, it kind of, it's very small in the Animal Crossing element, in this game you do have a house you can decorate it but it's not really uh it's not it's nothing really too much where they make that the point of the game the point of the game really is to learn your your craft or your skill so you you can choose one of 12 um lights is what they call them in the game and you have four fighting classes and then you have eight uh i would say crafting classes um, the four fighting classes is that you have a paladin, you have a merc, you have a wizard, and um, an archer, or a ranger, I believe it's called. So you, you can learn all the different skills, and you can switch at any time. Um, the main reason for switching is because you gain um, perks as you level up each life. But once you've learned... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Once you've learned the skill of the life, you always have it. So once you learn how to shoot a bow and arrow, you always have it no matter what class you are. Um, once you've learned, That's cool. Yeah, so once you've learned, like, once you've mastered the wizardry, um, and you, you learn, like, your lightning spell or your fire spell, you have that. So um, then, then you can move on to crafting. Uh, what I recommend doing, and I'm kind of a completionist, but I would recommend doing this anyways, uh, is I would hurry up and get all eight of the crafting classes acquired and, and working on it. Because once you start questing, um, you'll run across trees to cut down and fish you can catch. Well, you can't do any of that if you don't have the, the skill from the life. So I, I, I would just say spend a good eight to ten hours in the town and just learn all all eight crafting classes. Now, you really only need one fighting class because there's really no reason to switch between any of the, the fighting because it's all going to kind of do the same thing. I usually prefer to be an archer so I could kind of hang back and pick people off from a distance. Um, not really the tank kind of guy, but... Um, yeah, so you, you basically... The... Um, the basically, you, when you're playing as the archer character, you can learn. Um, you can use your sneak ability. So um, if you hold down B, you crouch and you can kind of sneak around. You can level that up as well. But it takes hit point or special like SP away when you're doing it. But you can sneak up on the enemies, shoot them from a distance, and you you can kill them before they even get close to you. So again, that that's that's like the class that I recommend to do to um for likes to play as a distance character to use but you can you you can easily play as the paladin or the merc and, and you can just run up and do do hack and slash um one of the cool things i thought is you can get a pet in the game and then you can bring him around to fight with you so i, I have like a little dog and he runs around and he'll, he'll go out there and fight enemies with me while we're out there well you had to go earthbound route didn't you oh of course i have to go earthbound route but I named <laughs> but i named him bauer so he's a jerk in real life like my or in the game nice. like he is like my dog like is a real dog. Life. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so <clears throat> you just that whole conversation. I absolutely loved how geeky it was about that game. But you really, 
isolated the main reason why I just can't get into RPGs all that well. And even though this one is so enticing, and I, I plan on probably picking it up just because I'm a I'm I'm a gl- I'm a glutton for games that I know I'll never finish. But <laughs> I picked up like bl- Bravely Default, and I started and I played an hour into it, and then I got to this point, and I looked at my wife one night and I said, if I continue this journey then my life is just going to disappear for the next 80 hours. And I just, I slowly closed the DS, I put it away, and I never touched it again. I literally have put 12 hours into this game, and I've maybe done four story quests. Like, exactly. That, that's, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. That is oh, ridiculous. goodness. It sounds so much fun, but there's so much there. That scares me. I, I want to pick it up to anything. play it, but that scares me. Like, I, I'm a completionist, too, and I, I don't have that time. <laughs> Mike, this is the selling feature for you. It has online co-op. We can play this game online co-op. That would be cool. But how I many mean, I do travel. Up to only so. two. I believe it's three. Three people can play online co-op, if I want to say. Oh, snap. There we go. But I, I yeah. haven't I haven't had a chance to experience any of the online yet because I don't have anyone to play with. Does it say <laughs> if it's online co-op for like the main story or is it specialized co-op missions? Um, I believe you can do the main story, and I want to say once you connect in the world, you can. I, I see. I don't know how it works with the host character, but I was re- I was reading up on it, and I haven't done this yet. I haven't played it online yet, so this is all um from what I've read. And I read you can basically go anywhere in the world that in the person's world that you join in at any time, as long as kind of cool. their like their gate quote unquote is open, similar to like an animal Animal Crossing type thing. You think it might actually throw you in the same world because it's kind of weird. So on the touch screen, you have different options on there. So you have your quest menu, you have your menu menu, um, you and then you have a thing that says connect. So you click on the connect. Then you enter it. You it brings up your friends list, and you have to add the friends that you want to be able to connect with. Mm. So it's the the mode that you turn on when you start playing the game is called ally mode, and then you turn it on, and you're always constantly online. So mm-hmm. I don't know if the ally mode, if you both have it on, if it puts you into like one concurrent world. I see what you're saying. So like it would automatically add you in regardless. Yeah, like yeah. like I would st- like basically it puts our worlds on top of each other, and we still we just play the game. Th- does that make sense? Yeah, yeah no, it, it does. Thing if they actually pull that off, it's like it's like kind of, I you know MMORPG territory where like you're in you're you're doing your own thing, but you're in a very you're in this continuous world that everyone shares. Yeah, and and I think that's why they make you add your friends from your friends list of who you want to play with. So it's not an, it's not one big open world like per se like an mmo would have where it's on a server i think you're i think it's kind of like mixing your two games with like when your friends online it that way it's it's only friend orientated after you pick the people you want into your world can you go back and add more people or change the people that are in it yeah and it's all based off of who's on your friends list on your um nintendo uh id thing interesting that's cool yeah so i'm I will report back on the online mode as soon as someone buys the game. Mike, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll, I'll report on the online mode later on and um, and talk about it. And I, and of course, I'll I'll probably talk more next week about some of the story quests. And I I will get into in a little bit more in depth. Um, I I know most of it. There's this um, 
it's kind of weird because like you have three kinds of quests. You have quests that have to have to do with your life. Then you have quests that have to do with people in the town. So you'll just have random um, NPCs that'll have like little um, like talk bubbles above their head. You go and talk to them, and then they'll give you a quest to go do for them. Now you can collect thirty of those. So I just found as many as possible, and then I just kind of take care of them as as I as I'm doing my questing, because a lot of it's just, um, like, gather and bring back quests, like, give me five mushrooms or five um, pieces of uh, mutton. So you kind of, like, it's the, you just kind of, like, collect the stuff as you go, and then you can bring it back to them. Um, then the, the the third kind of quest is quests, and that's kind of the story quests, and it comes from, like, your companion's a butterfly. It kind of reminds me of Navi, in a way, like the way um, Link and Navi are. It, it reminds me of that, because your character and the butterfly, your character don't speak, but the butterfly does all the t- talking for you, so it kind of has the whole, like, like, Ocarina of Time element when it comes to that. But the, the quest you do for um, for the butterfly, they basically, all, they, like, she kind of, like, or he, I don't, I think it's a girl, but um, it points you in in the like the, in the story direction. So it's like, hey, why don't you go check out what's over here? And then it gives you like bliss points when you complete that quest. Now the bliss points can be used to um, like like kind of like level up your character in different ways. Like one of them will give you more storage. Another will give you a bigger bag to carry stuff. Um, one gives you the ability to own two pets. Another one gives you the ability to do horseback riding. So then you can travel faster. Um, so it, it's, it's stuff like that. And that's in like, so that's all like progresses as you go through the game with the bliss points and that, and they, that kind of keeps you on the straight and narrow of a linear story. Whereas the other stuff, you'll be out there forever. If you're just trying to level up your life and level up, um, the, or, and complete the quests for the NPCs. Right. It definitely seems like it's a big game and there's a lot into it. It's it's amazing how much they fit in these little 3DS games. Cartridges. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Like like between Pokemon and Fantasy Life, like like um you know the the Pokemon Company and Level Five just fits so much like quests and so much like information in in these games. It's amazing. And there's so much text dialogue. I can't imagine how like the people that localize it at Nintendo how much work they have to put into it. I'm pretty sure level five uses the higher capacity, like three gigabyte cart for that for uh, that game and for the uh, the game that was only released in Japan. Um, that one that got re-released on the PS3. Oh, um, I was gonna say Yokeo Watch. Is that what it is? Um, no, not Yo. Well, it might have been Yokeo Watch too, but I'm talking about the one that was for the PS3 that everyone went gaga over. Oh, uh, oh, Nino Kuni. Yeah, you know, Cooney, the 3DS version, I believe, was on a higher capacity cartridge as well. I didn't even know they had a 3DS version. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, they did. It was only in Japan, though. It was, yeah, just and you, they gave you a spell book with it. It was, wow. it was like a, it was like as thick as a strategy guide. It was a spell book because the whole point is when you're doing spells, you had to use the touchscreen on it. But there was like a book of spells. Once again, I love these ideas for for RPGs, but they're so life consuming. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. But yeah. Twelve year old me really wants to, to play know. through all this. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, mine I took I kinda had a Nintendo break, um, and played a little bit of uh I opened up my Call of Duty Advanced Warfare game. <laughs> and I've been playing a bunch of that as well as Shadows of Mordor, which um it sucked me in because I, I I've been reading Lord of the Rings and I'm also I watched all the Hobbit movies over break, and um, 
watching the Lord of the Rings again, and yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> so I'm having a blast with those games. That that game's amazing, Shadow of Mordor. It's actually it, really it good. It really is. I mean, I have gripes about controls. Every once in a while, it kind of has um, there's glitches in the way you can overhang on on um on cliffs and things like that, and like attacking people. There's some collision issues once in a while but other than that it's pretty solid game and there's so much to explore and see and do i i got absorbed into it i'm like oh man this is that part in this movie this is the area on the map oh we can go over here and you really i got on playstation 4 okay Um, cool because i think that nemesis system is amazing yeah oh my gosh it it really is. Every time you get killed by somebody, it creates a nemesis. They get promoted to like a captain or you know a second rank, um, you know orc or whatever, and you can revenge your avenge your death because you're you're pretty much dead. And yeah, yeah. So it's it's really sweet. I don't know. Um, they, I, I they totally totally geek out about it. What, what I was, was that? Say, they, they, they didn't even have those. Uh, they actually didn't put that in the ps3 and xbox 360 versions it does really? not have the nemesis system yeah because it couldn't handle it because it's a it's a constant thinking like it's a learning it's like thing. a monarchy it's a monarchy that's exactly it what it is because you know if, if they if a low rank nobody grunt kills you they end up killing somebody else and move it on up but then when you yeah, see it, that, like how are you still alive that's what happens to like me yeah. very rarely here yeah you, you very rarely hear the same dialogue so it's it's absolutely incredible how it's put together and how well it was pulled off i just so, love how the chain be, of the when you see, hmm? sorry go ahead um, i was just i was just um when you so an orc kills you do you become a, a new character or are you starting a new character that you're avenging your past character or are you, you the know, same character you're you're the same character but you're you're already murdered in battle so okay. you're you're a wraith um oh, okay Okay. And and you go back to the tower and you you rematerialize again and then you go back down there to continue your mission. So your yeah, quest, your killed you. Um, I forget one of the evil dude. I have to look it up. But one of the evil dudes killed you and then cursed you, so you can actually you can't actually rest. And it happened to one other person, and you're trying to discover who he is because he's helping you out as well. He's the game looks well. awesome, and I I I I've, I've never I haven't played it, but the Nemesis system does look just very very cool. It's super cool. The way the chain of events unfold, like the other day I went to go – I saw some humans that were being enslaved and um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to free those guys. There's only like three or four orcs down there. I could take them. And then I did and then this one tr- uh, guy, this orc was hiding under the bridge next to it and he came out. He's like, you, I've been looking for you. And it was one of the guard, like one of the captain guards of, of the orcs who was an archer or something. He wound up engaging me in battle and I wound up defeating him and then – um. It was crazy because prior to that, though, he killed me, and he he did say, "Hey, um, how are you still alive? This is crazy." And he killed one of my other nemesis to to rate to rank up higher. So he was like a top level captain. So he was actually way harder than he was the first time. But I wound up killing him and then getting a whole bunch of experience. But it's just it's crazy how one event from freeing those slaves after I freed him, he found me, and then the next chain of events just happened organically from from walking through that area and. I don't know. It's it's a really cool system in game. You definitely have to have some time to play it, but it's not it's not too bad because I played in smaller spurts and I'm still able to experience a lot. You, you <laughs> know what's funny is they they go on the if you for example like we have our each other on our friends lists and mm-hmm. if um if I'm playing the game and you're playing the game so say say um what's his name uh Orc Rock the the Hatred or whatever you want to call because they have weird names um mm-hmm. 
if he kills me and then you're playing your game, he'll come in and he's like, I also killed your friend. And he'll like actually talk about it. And he'll really? say he killed me. Uh, yeah. And then you can kind of avenge my death while you're awesome. also trying to go through your thing. So it's a really cool mix how they actually try to incorporate your friends list experience along with your own. So I, I had really no idea. That. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's a lot better than you think it is. There's more to it. Well, I'm loving it. So I'm going to continue to keep playing that one. <laughs> But that's all I've been playing recently, so. Huh. So what have you been playing, uh, Matt? Uh, so I've been playing, uh, believe it or not, a game from 2011. <laughs> but it is, it is still football season, and uh, the, the playoffs are well into action, so I figured why not pick up some Madden football for the 3DS. It's like the, that's the oddest system to choose, too. I know. I, I, have, I have no problem with it, but I just, no, it's just... Cool. It's very odd. But at the it's very cool. beginning, at the beginning of the uh, at, at the football season, I actually finally got Madden 13 for the Wii U, uh, and and I dug that. And I enjoyed playing it. And I still I, I went you know used I played with my team, went to Super Bowl, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Then I got bored and I was like, I want to play some more Madden, but I don't want to play it on the same thing I've already played. And I was like, I wonder if I can find Madden football. You know how much how much does it cost for a 3DS? And I was I was told that it's a pretty rare game. It was a low print quality or print run, and uh, the value kind of stayed up on it. So I was looking around for it, and it turns out online it goes for 50, 60 bucks, which I'm not spending. And luckily, somebody local was looking to sell that Super Mario Brothers 2 for the 3DS and Yoshi DS. And I was able to talk them down to $25 for all three games. That's pretty good. Yeah, I was pretty happy with that. Um, so I've, I've been playing Madden for the uh, 3DS. It's it's a pretty cool game, not going to lie. There's a lot of bad ideas, but there's a lot of good ideas. The game looks great. And if you want to see, honestly, one of the best 3D 3DS games, it's this game. I mean, the icons actually pop out, which is you very rarely see. The stadiums, like when they do the camera that goes like from the top of the stadium to the bottom of the stadium, it's bizarre because it looks like a this really long football field. I mean, I was super impressed with the 3D, and I play with 3D on pretty pretty um, pretty often. With this one, though, I have to turn the 3D effect to like the very minimum minute amount because it is so strong it gives me a headache, which no 3DS game's ever done that when it comes to the 3D effect. Uh, there's a lot of gripes in this game, though, but I mean, like season mode is not a real season mode. It's more like a arcade tournament mode where you start at the top of a list and work your way down to the bottom of a list. It's not like really a ladder match. Yeah, like ladder matches. Uh, there's there's nothing that feels like it's a season. It just feels like you're playing exhibition match after exhibition match that finally leads up to a big exhibition match. There's nothing special about it. Are there, the uh, uh, the announcing really interference calls? <laughs> you say what? I said, are there bad pass interference calls? I'm from Detroit. The, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The, the penalty system is actually pretty bad. It was turned on. It was turned off by default when I got oh. the game, and I don't know if that was because the prior owner had it turned off or if it comes like that. But it was turned off by default for me. Uh, I turned it on and just put everything at 50% basically, okay. and. There's no there's no challenging a play uh, whenever like a play happens when I, I'm playing as the Titans and Vince Young throws to Randy Moss. There's no indicator or stat matcher that says like Vince Young's total yardage or uh, or Randy Moss, how many catches. There's nothing like that. It feels very, very bare bones. But mechanically, it's fun. And mechanically, it feels like a good football game on the go. I wish that there was two more years you know, under its belt, like there was, you know, at least at least last year's edition or something like that because i feel like 
the groundwork was there and the game's fun to play. I just wish there was more features in the game, if, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's that's what I've been playing a lot of. I mean, I just I, I go crash down in my bed and I just turn on and I play a match or two matches and then I, I go to sleep. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, I've been playing a lot of other stuff as well. Like I've been, I just recently got Human Revolution for the Wii U. I've been I started that once again. Those RPGs. I mean, I have to make a commitment and and I have to turn to my wife and say, for the next couple months, we we are only going to see each other occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Well, Deus Ex, it's it's actually a really cool game because it's Deus Ex, right? Yeah, Deus Ex Human Revolution, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that game, I, I played it on the, the PC, um, and I also played it on the Xbox 360 before the, the um, I guess, what do you want to say, the whichever edition it is, the one with all the DLC packs and all the extra stuff. Yeah, the director's cut. Yeah, there you go. And and it, I had a lot of fun with it, but I, just I like love, you, I, did, I didn't beat it either. So <laughs> I love the Deus Ex series. Like, Deus Ex uh, Invisible War, the, the, the second one, is actually one of the very few, like, deep RPG games I did beat, and I love that game. And this one is not that game at all, and, it, you know, it, it saddens me. I've played, I started it before, I've had it on my PC forever, but I made a I made a, um, a promise to myself I wanted to play the Wii U version of it, so that's what I'm actually going to sit down and really play and beat. You know, but it, it mechanically it's good. It looks okay. Um, it has a great storyline to it, but there's just so many linear elements to it. Which you know, Invisible War. If you've never played Invisible War, is is such a good game. And I've always I've actually been told it's not a good game. But to me, it was so open ended. Uh, I've never played the. I tried to play the original, but it's way too dated for me to to really get into it. It's it's really. I, I don't play PC hard games. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've actually never even played a Deus Ex game. I'll admit it. So yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> Grab I, Invisible War. It's cheap enough all the time. I mean, honestly, I bet you can get a download version of it for maybe three dollars. It is so good. Was that PS2 era? It, it was. Uh, it, it was, was Xbox, actually Xbox. PS2 and PC. Yeah. Xbox One in PC. Or yeah. No, no, original. no, no, no. X- Xbox original. Xbox <laughs> original. One Xbox, not Xbox One, one Xbox. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah that, that, that's a ridiculous name. It is, <laughs> but it works, so whatever. Sorry, my, my, my mind's completely gone after Jeff said ladder match. I'm just thinking WrestleMania 10, Shawn Michaels. Oh, my God. Gone, so. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, uh, but yeah, th- that's what I've been playing. I, uh, I got some money off of my uh, uh, eShop for Christmas, and I've been playing Unepic. That's a pretty cool little uh, RPG. It really scratches my Dungeons and Dragons ur- uh, urge. I don't play it. I've, I've only played Dungeons and Dragons a couple times, but I love how in depth it is. And this one's very simplistic style like that. But it's so but it's a lot of fun to sit down and, and get into the character and just kind of explore a little bit. It, it, it's pretty fun. So I like all the um, I like all the video game references it makes. Yeah, they do a good job where it doesn't sound overbearing or mm-hmm. or uh, or annoying. They just kind of have them thrown in there. I can't remember which one it was off the bat. It was very early on and it was just. They had a couple some... Metal Gears early on. I know that. Oh yeah, when so, when he dies, doesn't he doesn't he uh, holler out out his name? He's yeah. like, oh yeah, that made me laugh. Just <laughs> I chuckled. My wife's like, what are you laughing? I'm like, you wouldn't understand. Snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he killed a snake. That's what it was. Oh my gosh, it was great. I love that. Um, and then uh, I I got a PS4 recently. Uh, I actually have a funny story if you want to hear it uh, about my PS4. Let's hear it. Um, yeah, I scored it. Go ahead. I, I got it for a hundred and thirty dollars. What? That's because a really good. The disc deal. drive, the disc drive is broken, and uh, I didn't worry about the disc drive being broken though because 
I bought PS Plus, and I'm only going to download games on it is basically what I'm going to use it for. I guess that's, you know what, there's nothing wrong with that, because you can actually go out and buy a 2 terabyte, uh, 2.5 millimeter drive, or whatever it is, drive, and just put it in there and have a huge drive and just get all your games digitally. You're good to go. Well, and I already, with the PS Plus, I mean, it costs, what, $50 a year, which is whatever, but I'm in this thing about $180 total from start to finish, and by the end of this year, I'm sure in free games alone, I'll have over, like, two to $300 in free games just off of PS Plus, so. Most well, yeah, without having to buy anything, hands down, because even, exactly. even games, yeah, so yeah. That, that's good. Did you, um, did you happen to get your PS4 before, or, uh, while they're giving away Plants vs. Zombies? I did not. I got it in December, so I just got Injustice was the first one that I got. They they were giving it away in December. It was like a one-day-only deal. In oh, December. I missed it. Yeah. yeah it, must, it, <laughs> EA was giving I, it away for the uh, PlayStation's, what, 20th experience. anniversary? Yeah. It was their experience oh. on a Saturday. Oh, I, I actually missed it, too. Oh, I got it. Only because of Anthony. You're welcome, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Ant. <laughs> yeah, I got the, my PS4 after the PlayStation experience was ar- was already over, actually, so I wouldn't have got oh, it anyway. Gotcha. I, I've, I've heard enough of Michael bitching at me that, yeah. that, I, that I don't remind him of free games and deals, so like, yeah, I, I called him, and I'm like, dude, wake up and go get this game now. <laughs> I, By the way, and, Mike, and I did. Yeah. By, by the way, just letting you know, uh, D4 is free on Xbox One right now. I already, I, I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. Just didn't um, know if I you also, reminded. I also got the uh, the Best Buy unhinged or unplugged or something, whatever. Unlocked. They're unlocked. There you go. Something. Like, yeah, that's right. And for thirty bucks. Yeah. And and who told you about that? You did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my plan with my PS4 is just literally live off the PS Plus. So I'm pretty excited about that. And you know, if there's a game that's worth that I I, I need bad enough, then I don't mind buying it digitally. I'm I'm against digital games for the most part unless they're specifically made as a digital game. Um, I prefer buying physical just because I like having my collection and I like having the ability if I don't know, I, I lose my job and foreclose my house. I can I can sell them, I guess. I don't know. It's just a security blanket, I guess. But um, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, I got one hundred and thirty dollar PlayStation four that I'm just living off PlayStation plus. <laughs> yeah, I, you can. It's a good do. deal. They, they, they give away enough stuff on there. They really it's, do. I, I almost. Uh, uh, whenever they release an indie game on PS4, it's like I almost don't even buy them anymore because I know that they're going to be free the next month or the following month. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I hate looking at it that way because I like to support indies, but it's on the PS4, it's like they're not giving away any retail games until just, I mean, Injustice they gave away, but that that's the only retail game they've given away on the PS4 so far. So Yeah, but I, I suspect like just like they did with the PS3, just, I mean, as soon as the PS4 hits that good two-year, you know, it's two years old, we're going to start seeing retail games just because it's going to add that extra amount of value to it, you know? Yeah, I don't know why they haven't given Killzone away yet. I mean, they could, they'll make their money back from selling the expansions. Because I don't know, I don't know if people would download it for free. I, I mean, maybe that's why. Well, why wouldn't they download it for free? <laughs> the joke is that it's not a good game. <laughs> oh, I, I know it's an awful game, but I, I would play it... I would download it and play it online at least. I guess, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I do think that retail games are just right down the corner. I mean, it it won't, there's enough, they've been, have you noticed recently that games have been dropping price way quicker than they used to? Um, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've actually, 
about midway through the 360 PS3 era, I stopped buying games new for any system that's not Nintendo because Nintendo games hold their value. Uh, I, I will not buy a game on release day that's on PS3. I mean, or PlayStation. the reason, too, is mainly just because you want to get inside the conversation right away or, or at least be uh, with people that are playing it at the same time as you. But for the most part, if the games have a decent tail to it, and within two to three months they drop it by twenty dollars, I know that's there's yeah, no that's reason to buy new. There's there's you know, no reason to buy day one. It's like Call of Duty. It released in uh, November and it went down to forty dollars at Game GameStop for like almost a like till the end of the year, and, Dude, it, well, and it was forty bucks. Assassin's <laughs> Creed uh, Unity that dropped from sixty to thirty on Amazon. How how? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Absolutely, it is. It's it, yeah. It's crazy. It's ridiculous to me that they were even getting thirty dollars for that piece. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Four yeah. updates later. Yeah. Uh, any update where they say that they fixed over a hundred and twenty something bugs, to me, that's that means your game should not have came out. Yeah. Back in my day, the games came out when they were working. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so that that's what we've all been playing. So we'll we'll go into a couple of little news segments. Um, news was pretty light over the uh, Christmas holiday and the New Year's holiday, but um, this week they've you know we've already kicked off into some good news. Um, Jeff posted an article earlier today about Destiny. Um, you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about that? Oh yeah. Um, I mean. Bungie's always trying to find a way to keep its fans happy because a lot of people they jump on, they're hardcore, they're die they're diehard fans with the game and the series, which I, I like the game, but I, I lost interest in the grind. It just it mm-hmm. got me out. But they keep on trying to add in things to bring people back in and, and keep everyone reinterested. So they threw in a little vague tweet, you know, earlier saying that, oh, we have a legendary token that will be awaiting you at the po- you know, later this week. We'll let you know when to check the postmaster. And that alone right there, that that spikes everyone's interest because it's like, well, what's it going to be? Even though I probably won't even jump. I mean, I'll probably jump on and just get what the Postmaster gives me. But I'm I'm, I'm still wondering what it's going to be because what they gave a Sparrow out one time. And then, you know, what are they going to give now? Like they see a legendary token. So how how vital is this going to be? But they say it's supposed I mean, they said it's it's small, but it's it's definitely something worth getting, I guess. <laughs> so. I mean, we won't know until probably later this week. I guess they're going to announce more about it coming soon, though. Yeah, I mean, the, the game's already pretty different from when we first started playing it, and they, they've they're you know constantly updating it, making it better here and there. Um, it can it still be better? Of course. Is it? I mean, no game's perfect, but I mean, they're definitely doing a good job with it. And, um, yeah, Mike, you need to get online with me and play some of the uh, expansion sure, pack. Since yeah, hit me up. I, have not, I, need, I, to, I need to do that, yet. too. Yeah. Have you played any uh, Destiny yet, Matt? Uh, no, I have not played any Destiny. I think that I, there's a free trial for PlayStation 4. Yes, there is. So I do want to download it. Can I play online on that free trial, do you know? You could only play online, so you'd have to. Oh, okay. Yeah, the game but, is pretty much an online-only game. Well, yeah, but I, what I mean is, could I like connect with like I don't know friends list? I guess online. Do you know? I would imagine you'd have to be able to. It, it would have to be basically like a free to play trial because it, literally, if you don't have an online connection, you can't play the game. 
Yeah. Huh. My my assumption is that you will be able to experience the game. However, if you don't actually, if it's just a trial or whatever, you won't be able to do like larger uh, group quests with friends and raids and things like that and and uh, strikes and things of that nature. You'll now probably be able to do my, basic mission, missions. Here's my question: How long until that one becomes free on PS Plus? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. This <laughs> is this is what I I think when Destiny Two launches, Destiny One will be free to play. Should I wait that long, or should I probably just get it? Um, I play the trial, oh. see if you like it. It is a it's a very fun game when you first start playing it. It becomes very grindy after a while because. You get to a point where to upgrade some of your equipment, you have to do a lot of um, fetching. Yeah, well, not yeah. fetching, but harvesting. Um, yeah, there you go. You, you, My you, whole yeah. It, go ahead, finish it. I'm no, sorry. but they have fixed some of the stuff though, like the for the exotics. They fixed that, so you don't. Have, that's not as grindy anymore. Now it's just you get a coin, and and that upgrades the final uh, bout of it. Uh, once you, I would say. If you ever plan on playing the series, I would say get it pull your character up, and the fun stuff is the end game stuff. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say mainly is you can play the game alone in certain areas, but the game truly shines when you're playing with friends. And, and I, people... enough, I know enough people that are playing it online that I, I, I have thought about you know getting it. That's the one thing that does stink about getting, you know, my my PS4 the way it is because I do have to buy it digitally and I will have to pay full price. Where I know I could get it for, you know, thirty dollars a used copy or something from somebody mm-hmm. local in my town. So, it, you know, I do have a hard time paying sixty bucks for something just because I have to get it digitally. You know, and that's yeah. my own my own little gripe. But at the same merit, I, I think I do want to try the free trial. Um, I need to get it downloading at least so that I don't have to worry about when I do want to play it, and then I can. Uh, that I can kind of see. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's. I mean, do you like online shooters? I do, but I don't. I don't like dying out. You know, every other time. So it, it's. Well, it's it's that it, tough piece. It's like it. I guess kind of think of it as a semi semi open world uh, Halo. Think of it kind of like that. It's kind of like it's similar to that, just a lot more co op. Um, experience is available. I think it's all co-op, personally. I mean, the whole thing. Like, I ran around at the beginning while I was waiting for people to, like, play with to get it, and you can you can start playing, like, the first two quests, but once you start getting into it, like, I think quest four or five, it starts to get to the point where it's like, this is not fun unless you're playing with a couple other people. <laughs> because yeah. it's, it, it gets really hard to the point where, like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's never fun being by yourself in that game, because the world's no. kind of really big. It's and, really and, yeah. and then... You know, at least if you're with a group of two people, um, if one of you dies, you can be resurrected. Whereas if you're by yourself, you kind of have to, you know, head back to the next, you know, the previous checkpoint and then get back to where you were at. So it, and, and the thing is, is the, the classes in the game, they kind of complement each other. So if you if you can, you know, get a nice diverse, um, cl- you know, group of different classes, then it, that that helps the game experience as well. Hmm. Well, I'll holler at you after it's done downloading, and I'll have one of you guys take me through it. How about? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That'll be fun. Be but uh, I have to get your um, PlayStation name after the uh, podcast. Yeah, sounds good. Then um, another piece of news from today was Nintendo announced a collector's edition for one of their games. I, I'm actually just going to keep quiet because I have inappropriate words. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so they the, the um they made a collector's edition for North America's release of The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D. Um, the collector's edition only comes with a statue or a figurine. So that's really all the collector's edition is, but it's a really cool figurine, and it's of Skull Kid. Um, I'm very excited about it. I'm less excited that it's not coming to Best Buy, and it's exclusive to Fry's, GameStop, and Amazon, but I will still try my hardest to get one. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you'll probably get one. Um, you know, having said that, that it only comes with a Skull Kid figurine, they should have at least thrown in at least the steel box case, just kind of like they did over in the Europe. I want yeah. a soundtrack. Oh, and the soundtrack, yeah. Who, who doesn't want to sell the soundtrack? But... I mean, I like it, and the fact I think it's priced perfect. Ten dollars, like yeah, extra. Yeah, I mean, ten dollars definitely isn't oh, a bad yeah, deal. For yeah, sure. fifty dollars is literally the most fair collector's edition for almost anything I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. argue that. I when might I get an that, extra one just to hold it to sell later on when they run out. Oh, you're <laughs> at fifty dollars, you definitely could. I know. I'm going to pre-order twelve. <laughs> I expect pre-orders on eBay to go up to about, well, you always have to inflate just a little bit, add the one, carry the zero, $500. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen somebody, literally, um, I've seen, like, uh, it was on eBay or Amazon. Someone was selling the Toon Link Amiibo for, like, $800 already. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Their, their pre-order for it? Yeah. It's, it's sad that we live in this age of digital scalpers like that. I mean, it really is going to damn the 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 ability to sell these kinds of things, not necessarily for the companies, because they kind of don't care, obviously. It's not a, their concern, but, like, there's legit people that just want to have it. I mean, yeah. I wanted it. I did, but there was nothing I could do about it. My my uh, my town didn't get any because we're just, you know, too small for that kind of niche character, and then getting it online is not possible. I'm I mean, not, not going to have a, Do you have bucks. a local game place, like a GameStop or anything local? My GameStop carried a Link, Mario, Donk or not Donkey Kong, he's not out yet, but uh, Link, Mario, um, Peach, and Kirby. You know, you can you can pre-order a bunch of them. Well, that's the like, problem is I didn't realize that my GameStop wasn't going to carry anything yet. When until <laughs> I went, honestly, into it's not just it. your GameStop. I'm going to be all of them. It. Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm an, really? I'm an assistant manager at one, and we get like nothing in. We only get what was pre-ordered. That's if you want to hear much. something else that's funny, we were all managers at GameStop as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a true story. True you story. start a band or something. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, man. But, but, uh, but uh, yeah, so true. I, I, I see what you're saying. And now, you know, I, I guess I've kind of learned a lesson that if there's something that I – like I did order the uh, the Little Mac Amiibo pre-order. I mean I just did it right away. And the, the next few, the Mega Man, Sonic, and Ike, I'm going to just pre-order them and, and not yeah. look back. Me too. Yeah, I already did yeah, that. I, I honestly, I think you should pre-order them now because they come out February 1st. So make haste. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> just just throwing that out there. <laughs> I'm going to read my little quick snippet of news before I forget. Um, for those people that enjoy the variety of news, that's not just Nintendo. Even though I love Nintendo. Um, what? <laughs> that's nobody come on <laughs> I know, right? so uh league of legends uh riot games are <laughs> so apparently if you don't play league of legends which a lot of people do but if you don't there are a lot of jerks that play league of legends and they're um what you call elitists and if you don't play the game like they do they flame you out yell at you and harass you um so what riot games is doing they tried punishing people 
um, punishing people doesn't work well. So now they're doing the opposite. They're rewarding people. So people of 2014, the whole year, that were actually nice players and helped people out and didn't have any bans, warnings, flags, or complaints from people are going to be getting some sort of special reward or incentive. There is no news about the mystery gift is going to be yet. Um, but it's been commented on uh, Reddit and, and a couple other sources. Polygon published a, a blog post late last night. Um, and, yeah, it's <laughs> there's a couple things that have to stand in place for you to get it. You have to be at least level 5. You have to be uh, have no chat, chat restrictions, no rank restrictions, and have no bans at all. And then you're good to go. So they're going to keep continuing well, to do this. At least they're trying to, to recognize the ones that actually play the game for fun as opposed yeah. to being, you know, yeah. so they're trying to help the people out that reward the people that are nice. Um, the people that are neutral, encourage them to be nicer and the people that aren't nice at all, encourage them to try to change. <laughs> Not going to happen, but I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Gonna be it depends on what the rewards are. If they don't change right now and then they see these, these, uh, awards are awesome or rewards, I guess are awesome. They might be like, man, I, Maybe I'll be nice because I want to see what next year's gift's gonna be. <laughs> it'd be it'd be awesome if the nice people turned into the digital scalpers and sold it to the jerks. I know, for a lot of money. yes, <laughs> <laughs> that would be karma right there. That's what you call that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Digital I'm getting karma. mad that there's people already selling their uh, ambassador new 3ds in Europe. I'm like, why would you sell that? If Nintendo gave that to me, I would never sell that. Yeah, because they're, they're extremely limited. Right? They're not giving them to them, right? They're just offering it to them to buy it, right? Yeah. To buy it early. Yeah. 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 Buy it early. I thought the same thing. I I I looked at that and I was like, how could, like, there's certain things that you should appreciate as a gamer, especially if you're a club Nintendo member. Like, I thought Absolutely. these people were, like, I don't know, they cared or something. I don't like know. Like platinum members, I think. You have to at least be a platinum member, I think. I'm sure you have to be at least platinum, which is just, I don't know. You know, I guess money, the green is just a little bit too strong. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. Um, I, if Nintendo gave me one, I would never give that thing up. Oh, same here. Oh, no. Until I don't even the, think I'd open it. Until the new yeah. <laughs> 3DS 2 Super Edition No, it, it'd, be, it'd be the new Nintendo 3DS U. Yeah, basically. Until <laughs> whenever <laughs> the... Because, you know, the one thing I've learned about Nintendo handheld systems, that if you're an early adapter, you're going to get screwed. Oh, yeah. There's nothing that's going to take advantage of the new 3DS. It's literally just to hold in your hand and say, you know what? I like these guys. Mm-hmm. Except, well, except for uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, which we have no idea if we'll even get it. I mean, the game sold, <laughs> you know, it was it was demanded, and GameStop sold it, and now it's being, you know, you know, people sell it for ninety dollars online. I would, I would hate to say it, but there's a small chance that doesn't come out in America. I would be super sad. I, I'm not gonna read it. I already bought it on the Wii, and I still own it. So, but I, I would yeah. still have to get Xenoblade Chronicles X. That game looks oh, so Oh, yeah. Good. Now that, I guess, you know what? It, it would make little sense not to release it for the 3D. I, mean, I don't know, but how well is it going to sell? It's a very, who knows? Well, the thing is, is RPGs sell very well on the um, 3DS, so... Very true, and there's a big enough demand, or there's a big enough system install base that even if it only touched 2%, I mean, it's still looking at 800,000 users buying it. I mean, that's that's a huge amount for a low qual- a, a low amount of people picking it up. And it's probably not that hard to port it from the Wii to the 3DS. It'd be interesting to see that because I would I mean, would you rather would you prefer to have something like a Mario Galaxy HD collection on the Wii U or would you rather have a Mario Galaxy 
type game put onto the 3ds you're asking the wrong person i i, I would yeah any anytime you ask me if i would rather something on a console or a handheld it's console all day see and i'm i'm almost the I, would, I, I would like it on a handheld personally i would too that would that not be amazing to see mario galaxy on a handheld i mean 3d land awesome. was cool and all but but would it not be cool to see mario galaxy with 3d worlds graphics See, that's the thing is which one's it easier to port to? Like you're saying, I'm just kind of, I'm just asking from that sense of if they're gonna do if they're gonna port Wii games, do if, you want to see Wii games on the 3DS or Wii games on the Wii U? If, I'd rather see it on the 3DS because the Wii U. I mean, go go well, ahead. Well, the Wii U already my, plays them technically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so I'm like, quality tech, but it doesn't look as nice as if it was an HD remake. It, it, you're you're right. absolutely correct, but like you, if you ask me, would I rather have Majora's Mask on the 3DS or on the Wii U? I'm taking the Wii U. <laughs> it's a tough one. I mean, where do you yeah. put? That's the nice thing about having the Nintendo back catalog is they literally can kind of almost pick and choose where they want to put what they want to put. I mean, Wind Waker on the Wii U, awesome idea. Wind Waker on the 3DS still would have been a good idea. Yeah. You know, it's hard yeah. to really you, they get that they get a pick and choose. Like, I don't think either one of them is a is the wrong choice. I mean, from a from a small standpoint, you could only almost argue that putting it on the Wii U is a bad choice because of the low install base compared to the 3DS. But the same merit, people are going to want to see it like you on the bigger console. I just my whole thing is this like even it's kind of weird because even with like most RPGs and stuff, I I just prefer playing longer games on a console because I hate sitting there staring down at my at my 3DS for hours upon hours. Are you staring at your gamepad while you're saying this? <laughs> no, I'm staring at my computer actually. I'm just uh, <laughs> my PlayStation TV. But um Jeez. <laughs> but, yeah. but it it's just like I mean, yes, there are games that I stare down at the gamepad and play and I'll even play some a lot of games off screen. Um you know, but those oh, yeah. are when you're in the bathroom. <laughs> of course, that is the greatest invention. You never have to stop gaming. I I could poop and play, or I could sit there and play out in the the living room. I'm telling you, the the gamepad is is just genius. But yeah. um, yeah, uh, like ten times out of ten, there's like not even like a a thought that ever crosses in my mind that says it'd be better on a on a handheld system. It, it's always to me, I'd rather have it on the on the console. I don't know. I'm Matt. I, I do what you do, kind of like when I wind down, I kind of like hop in bed with my 3DS and start playing a game, and then pass out, or I play it while I'm traveling or at the airport. Do it. <laughs> what? I said hop in bed and make some sweet love to it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I love my 3DS. <laughs> hey, I and I, I agree with you, and that's kind of the same way that I see it. I mean, I've been very much more a handheld gamer. Basically, my whole life. I mean, I've owned every Nintendo console, obviously, but I buy every Nintendo, you know, handheld, you know, and then I, I, I honestly almost support them more than I do the console just because it is so much easier to take that on the go and sit down and play a game. And I, I think that we've that the game and the quality has become such so much better that you there is no separation necessarily between this is the console game. This is the handheld game. I mean, Nintendo cares about their console to such the extent that it feels it's just a game. It's a good game. Yeah. I, I mean, I could definitely see that with games like the Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon, Kid Icarus Uprising. I mean, there's there's a good selection of games on the 3DS that just feel like full console experiences. And yep. I, I agree with you. There, there's re- the, the, the line has really been blurred between what's a handheld and what's a, a console game. And it's, it's funny because 
the the handheld market, I don't know what the market is, but it seems like Sony just can't hit it. No, and I think that no, honestly, no. It, it's it's very simple. It's Pokemon and it's Mario. I mean, I think that they've lost their appeal sadly in a mainstream console market. And I think you know, as as someone that cares about Mario games, it, it stinks to admit it. But at the same merit, if you're going to give a kid a handheld gaming console and you know that there's Pokemon, you grew up, you loved it. I would, I, I mean, Pokemon is just so good for a kid's RPG and, and an adult RPG. I mean, I'm not just I still play Pokemon. No, <laughs> I, I just bought, I, I just bought Pokemon, Pokemon Silver, Gold, and Yellow because I found them and, I, and more than likely I'm going to replay them. I mean, that's awesome. At least one of them, maybe not all three. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. And then, it's Sony's. They, I mean, they they tried with the Vita. I, I literally, if I bought a Vita right now, I would probably have about a hundred games that I could play on it because of the PlayStation um, Plus subscription. Oh but, yeah. But I could really care less to buy a Vita. <laughs> you see, and I didn't really care to buy one either. Luckily, I got some free computers for my work. I put a hard drive in them, booted them up, and traded one of those computers for a laptop, which then I then traded for a PlayStation <laughs> Three, which I then traded for a Vita. That's a smart <laughs> trade. Man, that's well, a, that's a lot of trading. That's a oh, yeah. The only, only, yeah, the only reason why I got one is um because I actually got one brand new because they didn't even want it. I think I paid like 120 bucks for it, brand new. Wow. And so I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> so, and I've, I've enjoyed it. There's a couple good games on it. And like right now, like today, you get Duke Nukem for free. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, already downloading. Yep, I thought you were gonna say, and then you up of games, and you realized why not. <laughs> oh, but you know, it's here's the thing: it is the last um, Sony thing, not the Sony Experience. I I, I want to say Sony's E3 conference. They didn't show off any new Vita games, and I'm like, you know, if Sony doesn't care about the Vita, why the hell would I care about it? They actually showed off one. Oh, they showed come off on. One. one game? You, you really think I'm going to go out and buy a, a system when you're showing me one new game? Yeah, yeah, but at the same merit, there's a big back catalog. There's lots of support. when it, Like, the same thing with, with the Wii. I mean, if you don't care about Nintendo products, why the hell would you care about a Nintendo system? Okay, granted. At the same time, if you look at the infrastructure that they've built and allowed all these games to come on it, there is there's so many games on the Wii U, not just in disc form, but in the eShop form. And the same thing with the Vita. These two platforms do share a lot of similarities in the sense that if you want to play like a like really good games, you can buy either one of these consoles and really be satisfied. Yeah, it, but at least with the Wii U, is at least I know about once a month I'm going to get um, a AAA game from Nintendo, whereas Sony's not even giving me that on the Vita. Yeah, and I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like the because I mean, look at what the I mean in the top ten games that came out last year, you can't tell me you can't include Bayonetta two, Smash Brothers, and Mario Kart eight. So that's I mean three of the top ten games you could only get on the Wii U, and I mean you could even throw Captain Toad in there if you're a huge puzzle fan. So yeah, I enjoyed uh, and, it. And I'm, you know, and I, I won't argue about that for sure. It's, it's, uh, it is, it's special that in a, in this day and age, I mean, people don't like to point out like when they do like game of the year lists and stuff like that. And the game of the year on the PlayStation four is going to be maybe shadows of Mordor or whatever. But in reality, is it the really, is it really the best PlayStation four game when you can also get it on your PC and your Xbox one? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, when a game wins best Wii U title and it turns out to be Bayonetta or Mario Kart or Smash, those games are only for those platforms. And I think that that's something pretty special. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, and the thing is, is you'll get people that'll buy a PS4 and an Xbox One, but then they don't own a Wii U. It's like, why? <laughs> you, you, you know, you're basically it's sad. It, it really playing is. the same games. At least the Wii U, you're getting different experience. You're getting different, uh, you know, jo- uh, different genres of games. There's nothing that's like, the, you know, the games that you're getting from Nintendo. There's nothing like Smash Brothers out there. I mean, you could say the Sony Battle Royale or whatever, but that game's garbage. Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> I haven't sure. even downloaded it, and it's free to me. Yeah, it, it's. Yeah. <laughs> it, I I played a couple matches of it and. You can't smash your opponent out. Why bother? Yeah, and and it's the thing is, is it, it's just uh, you're playing it, and it's like it, it's a it's a blatant ripoff. It, it's like they don't even like try to hide it. It's just like yeah, we're gonna just rip off Smash and kind of try to maybe do something original with it, but no, nah, we're just gonna rip off Smash. <laughs> I, I I don't know. It, it's it, it's pretty bad, but um. Yeah, it's just like, and there's nothing like Mario Kart out there on the other systems either. Yeah, and but here's the thing: those consoles are selling more than the Wii U, so are those games wanted? Well, when you look at the sheer numbers that they're selling, uh, this I could mean, be a whole sure, other podcast. We got to be. This careful. could be, and I, I kind of realized that <laughs> as I said it, but I'm just, I'm just, you hey, know, especially I'm with this guy Dad here. Yeah, I'm, Anthony will go all aboard, and uh, oh, anything yeah. about Nintendo, he'll talk. Day and night. <laughs> My name's Matt. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it, you know, it's well, uh, the short answer of it would be, I mean, there's definitely a desire for it. They sold 30 million copies of Mario Kart Wii. Um, I mean, there, there's a, there's definitely a fan base out there that, that wants it. But I think the problem is, is the demographic, is, is they're missing the demographic. They kind of... They're aiming for kids. Kids don't think they're cool. Parents are the ones buying it. And again, the kids don't think it's cool. So yeah. we're, we're, we're the ones that are buying it. We're the ones with the small kids. And our kids, when they hit 10 to 15, aren't going to think Nintendo's cool. They're going to think Sony's cool. They're going to think Xbox is cool. You know, I wonder about that because we have hit this really interesting – I don't know. You guys want to go off on this? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Let's go. Well, well, that's that's I fine. Know. I don't what? as go, long as we come ahead. back as long as we come back at the end to talk about well, your music again and then close it off in a good way we'll be good so go for it <laughs> well all i was gonna say is it's it, we've hit this really interesting spot i bought a wii when i was 20 years old and i was a big nintendo fan right i had a, I had a daughter brand just was born whatever um there's a, a whole group of 14 year olds that do think that xbox is cool and they like to blow people's heads off, whatever. But here's the thing is my daughter and my, my two new daughters are going to grow up in a household that is very primarily Nintendo. And if they continue to be gamers, as I would, you know, they might, might not, whatever. Um, but if they grow up under me and then they buy the next Nintendo console, there could be this resurgence. I mean, you look at the NES, huge selling. Then the Super NES, huge selling. Um, but then as these kids matured, they moved on to something else. But then the Wii came out. And these people that had matured, they were buying 360s for them, but in reality, they were buying these Nintendo consoles, the Wii, and handhelds 
for the younger for the younger generation that are now growing up and playing the you know some of them are, are growing up and playing the Wii U. I just almost wonder if this console generation while it won't be a huge success for Nintendo within the next one to two. I don't see how they couldn't survive it, so it's not like it's a big worry. But I'm just saying there could be another resurgence for Nintendo product, and you see that with handheld, so it's very possible. I, yeah. I think it's possible just because of the titles that keep coming out that are unique and pretty solid on Nintendo's end. And, I, and the reality is, Mario Kart, a kid's going to love it. I mean, they just are, and, and a teenager's going to love it. And the only one that's not going to like it is a fanboy that just doesn't want to enjoy a good game. Yep. Yep. I agree. And that, that's it. The, the, and, and the one thing, I mean, with with the whole demographic, and it's just not being the cool thing. And, and I just, like, I really don't like the way the video game industry is going, where... There's yearly annual released games. All those yearly annually released games have season passes. So, like, if you look at, like, for instance, Call of Duty. I know if I buy Call of Duty, I'm $110 in the hole. At yeah. least. If, if, and, and then if I want to continue playing Call of Duty after that year, the next year when the next Call of Duty comes out, I'm another $110 in the hole. So, basically, over the course of a system, I'm actually spending more money on Call of Duty than I am the actual system when I bought it when it first came out. And oh, yeah. It, it can't sustain itself like that. I was going to go on and buy the new WWE uh, 2K15 game, but I realized there was, like, this, this digital bundle pack that was actually $80. I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to buy this. I, I want the complete game, and I'm not spending eighty dollars on this game. I mean, if I'm gonna buy it, just sell it to me at, a, at the at the price where you released it at. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not that good. I, I rented it on GameFly. They they still haven't uh, been able to get back to No Mercy good. Oh, they'll never <laughs> get back to No Mercy good. <laughs> I don't know why either. Like, what is Aki even making nowadays? Oh, I play. I played Day of Reckoning though for the GameCube. Yeah, Day of Reckoning was actually not bad. Day and Reckoning is so good. I need to find it. I just got a GameCube. I, I think I might have a copy of Day of Reckoning. I don't know, but I, I might have a copy of it laying Knowing around. you, you probably do. But, um, so good. So it, good. It, it, it was very good. Um, yeah, No Mercy was really good. And then the I know Aki went on to work with EA, and they made the Def Jam uh, Vendetta and Def Jam Fight for New York games. But after that, they disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, it would. It, uh, they they have they've they've gone oh, away. Fire Pro Wrestling also. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I said probably because they were embarrassed of those games. No, well, but no, they're good <laughs> mechanically. The, yeah, the mechanically, games were good, yeah. <laughs> and they sold. Yeah, but, I, I think the first one did. I don't think the second one had as good a success. Yeah, well, they turned it more into a fighting game and less of a wrestling game by yeah. the second one, and then the third one wasn't even achy. It was. Um, EA Chicago or something like that, and that game was just awful. Um, yeah. Maybe that's the one I'm remembering. Def Jam Icon? Yeah. That yeah, game. that's the one. It was awful. That game's a big steaming pile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a big jabroni. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's a, I guess we'll segue back onto his music thing to close out, maybe? Yes, or, so yeah. as Matt announced this evening, he will be releasing a limited quantity of physical copies of his uh stuff so go buy that um and that'll be for tiny galaxy from arcane pixel and make sure um does uh does he have a release date for that yet so i'm pretty sure i can state this because nothing's concrete it's not within the next two it may be in the next four or three to four months i know he's shooting to get it out quicker or sooner than it is later okay 
Okay. So I, I know that I mean, we, we, he, he's very close to being finished with it. Me and him, we have, we have pretty regular talks, and he sends me some good demo builds of it. And it's getting more and more complete as time goes on. Um, I don't think he wants to give a date out just because he wants the game to be good when it comes out. He doesn't want to patch it like Call of Duty or something. Yeah. Sure, um, yeah. Well, I've played um, – he sent me he sent me a couple demo builds, and I, I've had a chance to play it. And I had a lot of fun playing it, and it's a really good game. Um, I'll kind of talk about it a little bit and kind of sell the game for him. Um, it's basically if you took a 2D – um, platformer and mixed it with Mario Galaxy. So you're running around um, spheres or orbs or planets, whatever you want to call them, and uh, you, you have to jump from orb to orb. There's different like traps and stuff that'll uh, that can kill you, like spikes that are floating by and stuff. And I believe you have to is it, you have to collect three stars. Is that what it is? Yeah, you collect three stars, then a portal opens, and that brings you on to the next stage. Yeah, so um, the, from the first demo build I played, which is probably August of last year, um, he has sent me a couple other ones, and the art style, he, I know he had an artist help him touch some stuff up, and it looks phenomenal. Like, it's yeah. like night and day from what he's what he's worked on there. Um, the, uh, the, I still have a an issue with when I when the screen tw- like turns, I still get like a little bit of a, um, a dizziness, but the yeah. game's really fun. And somebody somebody mentioned that to him recently, and, and I, I know that he's taking. I, I'm almost positive he's taking it into consideration about it. Um, it. It does add a little. It, it does make you a little nauseous at first, but I feel like you get used to it quick enough that it's not a big deal. Is is what I kind of noticed. I think a big issue is playing it on the PC. I think once he has oh, yeah. it running on on the Wii U, and you and, and it's at the speed that he wants it to be at because it's going to run different on everyone's PC. So oh, yeah. um, I, I think once he has it tuned to his settings uh, and you're playing it on the Wii U, I think it's going to be um, – I think all that nausea that you get from the screen turning is going to go away. But 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 other than that, I mean the game's really fun. The demo builds are really good. It, it's it's unique. Um, it, it's definitely something I haven't seen with the 2D platformer before. So that's a really – you know, that's something that's really good going for it. And I, I've heard some of the songs off of your soundtrack, and we will be playing them, you know, before, middle, after the podcast. Um, so people can get a taste of some of the music that you've uh, that you're putting into the game. And that it goes really well with the game. And it has a, you know, it ha- has a nice platforming feel to it. So do you, I have a question for you guys. Um, do you want to make one downloadable or do you want me just to preview it in the, the track? Uh, to, are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, if I want to make one downloadable? I'm um, not quite yet. When we get closer to the release, I plan on doing giveaways with, with the tracks. Okay, cool. All right, well, then we'll just preview it in the beginning, middle, and end since we had a little drop-off. So. <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah, be cool. Good. So, cool, man. Um, yeah, so that game is called Tiny Galaxy, and it should be out in the next few months. And that'll be – is it exclusive Wii U or is he releasing a Steam copy? As of right now, it is it is exclusive Wii U, and I'm almost positive that he plans on keeping it there. Um, this 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 title feels at home on a Wii U. Uh, it, it is Mario Galaxy with a 2D platforming element to it. It has its own unique style. It has its own unique feel to it, and I hope that my soundtrack can give it its own unique uh, sound to it. Absolutely, and cool. also um, Matt does have a music in another game, um, Toss and Go from RC Madix. Uh if you haven't had a chance to pick that up, I would highly recommend it. It's one of his tabletop games. Um, we had him on the podcast uh, two episodes ago, and we yep. talked about it. 
It's and, addicting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very addicting. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It's, I believe, 99 cents. He might have it on sale for 69 cents because... He, uh, no, that one is just 99 cents. And 99 it cents. is surprising. Okay. It's surprising when you play it with another person how much fun it can really be. The computer is kind of whatever. You kind of feel like, oh, well, I'll just risk it into a point. But if, like, I play with my daughter and it's pretty fun, I mean, to sit there and just kind of gamble back and forth with each other. Yeah, it's, it's cool because it's his first multiplayer game that he's released. And... Um, it, it's actually, it, it does, it, it has a really fun, um, element of multiplayer to it where, you know, it, it's just two people and you, you don't even need to use the TV. You can just bring the controller over to the table and just sit on the table and play it. And it's not trying to be anything more than what it is. It's 99 cents. It looks exactly what it, like how it plays. Um, it's, it's not going to knock your shoes off in the sense that, oh man, 10 out of 10 game of the year, but it is just a fun game that takes something that would normally be you know, something you would set up on a table and it just makes it digital. Yeah, I literally I sat, sat down and said, oh, I'm going to preview this before our podcast and I wound up playing it for about like 30 minutes. <laughs> 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 it's a good, it's pretty fun. So. And that music right. keeps you going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, actually, he actually does a very good job of uh, of choosing his loops for his games. I, I've, I, that's one thing I, I um, actually mentioned to him. I, I enjoy all the music that he's that he's chose to be, you know, to, to use as loops in his games. So I, I, I you know, he, he does a good job. He, he has a good ear for it. What goes well with his with, with his game. So, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. And I feel just very grateful to have him to have worked with him and, and to have him release literally my very first song into the, uh, you know, into the world. I mean, it's 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 been a pretty exciting year and, and it got to be topped off by the end of the year by doing that. I mean, to hear what people thought about it, you know, that one I've never met or just people that played the game. And I mean, I, I, I don't want to like bloat by any by any sense or anything like that. But like I did do something that I always set out to do since I was a little kid. And it honestly, anyone can do it. You just gotta ask. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it's true. Definitely. But um, oh. so that'll that that concludes our podcast. Again, go uh, pick up a copy of Toss and Go from the Wii U eShop. It's available right now. RC Mediax uh, developed the game. The soundtrack is by Matt Des Desen. <laughs> Desen. Yeah, exactly. You can. Twitter, only Matt Dezen. Please drop me a line, tell me, and I'll follow you back as long as you're not. A, if you're a bot, sorry, I just like bots. Yeah, <laughs> no one tell. likes bots. <laughs> but Android, and he follows me. But, <laughs> but that game, all next time, and uh, be on the lookout. See from our keen, um, Matt will be doing this of that game as well and he'll be also releasing physical copies so twitter um or internet that comes for announcement giveaway so all right all right sounds great awesome hey thank you so much for having appreciate it yeah and thanks for coming on yeah, yeah thanks for Time. thanks for coming on matt appreciate it no problem Alright. Alright. We'll talk to you guys next week. Alright. Thanks, everyone. Bye.